All right, everybody, I am honored to be here today with you on the Demand Excellence Podcast. I have Coach Lynch. He is the DB coach from East Carolina University, and I, I think I met Coach Lynch three years ago while he was recruiting, and I was drawn to him, and simply because I knew he was a brother in Christ, and, and we started talking about Jesus Christ. We started talking about our relationship with the Lord and, and why we coach and why God has called us to coach, and he's just a very, very solid man out there uh, coaching college football, a man I look up to, and a man I'm always encouraged uh, when I'm around, and uh, so he's here with us today, and, and Coach Lynch, um, for the listener out there, just kind of go through your story, high school football, college football, and, 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 and how you got to be at East Carolina today. Sure, sure. Well, the very first thing that I'll say is, you know, obviously, thank you. I'm humbled by the opportunity to speak on the podcast. Yeah. Starting from, you know, high school football. We moved to Augusta, Georgia, played high school football down in Augusta, Georgia, where I was coached by Ivory Hugey. And the biggest thing I remember about the high school experience is my high school coach telling me, that's not on the SAT. And I remember that the biggest reason why that, that sticks out in my mind, the whole time I was thinking, you know what, this guy's picking on me. When at the end of it, he saw something far past exactly where our present state was. And obviously we ended up going to play college football. Went from Hepsiba High School to Middle Tennessee. From Middle Tennessee, we went to go play for the Titans for Coach Fisher. From there, we ended up going to play in Indianapolis for Coach Dungey. So, you know, you, you say uh, Coach Dungy, was he a big influence on you spiritually? Because you seem a lot, I don't know Tony Dungy, but you seem a lot like Tony Dungy. You know what, and, and that is a blessing to even be in the same sentence with Coach D. I'll say that he's absolutely the reason why we coach. You know, he's the, he was the guy that he didn't have to yell at you, he didn't have to scream at you. You simply didn't want to let him down. And he's simply the coach that even at this stage of our career, very first question that he asks is, has your family found a Christian home? And he still calls my wife and my three kids by their first name. So for myself as a leader, that's the only standard that I've seen. So that's what I try to reciprocate to the relationships that I have. Wow. So you get done with the NFL. How did you get started coaching college football? Sure. I took an internship through the NCAA at a Division three school in Ohio, Wilmington uh, College. From there, had my first opportunity at Lenore Ryan University. From the Lenore Ryan University, we ended up going out to Iowa, Northern Iowa, to work with Coach Farley. And from there, we ended up coming back to East Carolina. So right there at Lenore Ryan is the new head coach at East Carolina is Coach Houston. That's where you developed a relationship with him. And, and I know he kept you on because um, you were at East Carolina last year, coaching change, Coach Houston. And now he kept you on as a DB coach. Speak to that a little bit. It seems, it seems to me uh, almost like God's divine hand in that right there that Coach Houston would come back to where you already are and y'all had already worked together. Sure. Relationships. Yeah. And when I say relationships, he was the first leader. Obviously, he's our first major employer, but he's also one of the first coaches that made it mandatory that you take your that you took your kids to school on Friday. He made a mandatory staff Bible study. And as a young Christian coach, 
that really set the stage for the type of environment we wanted our family to be in. So, hold on one second. I'm going to shut the door. The announcements don't, uh, we're doing this at school. Um, so thinking about that, Coach Houston, you know, I think about it. You know, his road, you know, because maybe six, seven years ago, he's at Lenore Ryan. And then, boom, he goes to my alma mater, the the Citadel, which I know how hard it is to win at the Citadel. You win five games at the Citadel, and and basically you're Nick Saban in my eyes. But not only did he do that, he won a championship at the Citadel. They won ten games, something crazy like that. Then, boom, he goes to JMU. They start winning championships. And it just seems like the Lord's hand is upon him and that he's successful. But what I think is, is really cool is that he's having this success. And, and a, lot of, a lot of high school coaches, college coaches, they think you got to work 24 hours a day. You, you don't have time for your family. Hey, I'm going to pursue winning 100 miles an hour and, and leave everybody in the wake, leave everybody in the dust. But Coach Houston, it's, it's different with him. And he's won at the Citadel. He's won a national championships at JMU. And now he is here coaching at a very high level at East Carolina. And he's able to put Christ first and family first. Speak to that a little bit. Absolutely. You know, he's very much a guy to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing plainly being your spiritual favor serving the Lord. So that when you're amongst the kids, that it's less of you speaking and more of the Lord speaking to the kids. And outside of that, then you're a family man first. Now, once you get your life with Christ, then you have your your family in order. Then you start mentoring to the players and the community and things like that. And the way that he set up our staff dynamics, it reflects that. And as a leader, we know that the the best form of leadership is you showing or the action orient about it. He doesn't speak about being a great father, a great Christian. It's easy to see it on a, on display daily. You know, what What I'm always, you know, high school coaches, college coaches, they want to demand discipline from their, from their players, demand they go to class, demand they don't do drugs, demand all they, 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 that they do all these things. But I believe a lot of times those players can see through the superficialness of that because the coach himself is not disciplined with his language. He's not disciplined with his family. He's not disciplined with his Christian walk. You know, I go to coaching clinics all the time, and you see coaches walking in with a case of beer. Their language is atrocious. They're going to strip clubs. But those are the very same coaches that are demanding that their players play with discipline and come to practice. I just see a huge paradox and watching you and watching Coach Houston and seeing the success that you guys are having, it just makes sense. You know, if my home is in order, my house is in order, as the Lord commands, then everything else is going to be in order. Absolutely. Absolutely. You as a defensive back coach and you coaching those players in college, what is your biggest um, challenge coaching a high school athlete, I mean a college athlete these days? You know what, mindset. Mindset. I would say mindset and, and mindset being, you know, being a servant first. And that's something that, you know, when you look at background, that's what made Coach Dungy Coach Dungy. You know, the biggest advice that he gave us as players, he said that pride gets you started. But before your biggest jump, you must drop it. And over the years, that's meant so many different things. You know, I remember as a player or as a high school athlete, collegiate athlete, the pro athlete, that meant the pride of doing your job. You know, not wanting to look bad or to execute. 
But as I become a parent and a father, you do that means that you're doing the little things correct. That means that you're serving first. So that when we're getting our kids in the building, the very first thing that we're wanting them to know is it's not X's and O's. It's not your stand salami key first step. It's the mindset of serving. Because if you're in the mindset of serving, you're going to be in position so that your brother can make plays. And at the same time, your brother's going to also combat the exact same thing so you can make plays. Wow. So, you know, speaking speaking to that, serving, what what are some things that you guys do to, to reinforce that mindset? Or is it just something that's preached on a daily basis? Sure. You know what? Action-oriented. And when I say action-oriented, love to have our, our kids at our house so that they see that, you know, case in point, when we have uh, dinners, family dinners with our players and things like yeah. that, it's not my wife and, and my girls that do, the, that do the dishes. It's myself, mm. you know, and it's not, you know, the kids that take their place to the dishwasher or they wash them, do it ourselves, you know, so that the kids see that not only are we serving them, but we're serving also my wife and our kids. So that when, when we do that, obviously it keeps leaking over into our culture. Yeah. So, all right, now, speaking to that, you want action-oriented kids. You want kids that will serve. And obviously um, you're creating an environment there at East Carolina that that when a recruit goes to East Carolina, he's going to see, well, this is what's important to the coaches. Speak a little bit to recruiting. You're on the road. Your, your staff's on the road. What are you guys evaluating, and what are you looking for as you recruit high school athletes? Independent decision makers. You know, and when I say independent decision makers, obviously the, at the forefront of that is character, and character being, you know, what is what is your your tardiness like, attendance like, all of those things are red flags as to who your true character is. The first thing that we're going to look at, and I say first thing, probably the second thing down the list, who's your best friend? Because I know a lot of times a yeah. leopard's not going to change your spots. So we want to identify who are you when you're away from your support system. Uh, that's very good because always, I'm always talking with the boys about if I was a college coach, this is what I would look for. Sure. And and then you're exactly right. I want to know who your best friend is. I want to know who your girlfriend is. Who, what type of girls are you attracted to? Sure. Now I just said that, but I didn't. Th I didn't even think about that. I was watching film with the boys this morning, and one kid was loafing, and I was like, you know what? If I was a college coach, I'd come in and watch practice film. I wouldn't watch mm -hmm. the game film because, of course, you're gonna play in the game. Sure. Because the last thing you want is a kid that's gonna come in and not practice hard and sure. not work hard. Um, what are uh, so academically? What are some of the standards that East Carolina uh, University has or Coach Houston has as you recruit? Absolutely. Obviously, at the 2-5 or better, we ask our enrolling athletes to have a 1080 or better on the SAT. But you hit it on the head when you talked about the effort and mindset because all of these things, from a character aspect off the field to your academics and your attendance, all of these things – give us a forecast on what you're going to be like on the grass. Absolutely. You know, I talk to um I talk to college coaches all the time and I talk to, you know, parents all the time because the kids these days they're going to trainers, they're trying to do this, they're trying to do this, they're trying to what they I love it when they say they're trying to perfect their craft. I'm like, you're not an NFL football player, man. Your craft is not even going to be uh, perfected and you're and you might not even play the position you're playing right now in college. But what I tell parents all the time, I'm trying to teach your kid two things. Because I, this is what I want to give Coach Lynch. I want one of my I want my players to if you if you get them, 
I want them to have these two character traits. Number one, I want them to be a hard worker. And then number two, but it really exceeds number one, but I, I don't control this one. I want to lay a foundation for Jesus Christ. I want to present my player. I want to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to my, to my football players. That doesn't mean they're going to accept Christ, and that doesn't mean I judge them or play them based upon whether they accept Jesus Christ. But here's what I know. If, I can, if, if a kid will become a Christian, then he is a kid that has died to self, and he has surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. So you're asking a kid to serve his teammates. Well, truly, the only way we can serve is when we do die to ourselves. I like to talk about Galatians 2.20 all the time. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. Well, if I crucify myself, it's no longer my desires. It's the team's desires. It's my wife's desires. It's my son's desires. It's my friend's desires. It's the community's desires. It's those who are poor and helpless desires. What can I do for them? Christ gives us that servant mindset. So now that that becomes the foundation of our program, and that's the character traits that we preach. Now, I can't make them believe in Jesus, and I don't try to. I do preach Jesus, but don't try to make them believe in Jesus. But if I can send a player to you with those character traits, Surely Coach Lynch can perfect that craft. Speak to that a little bit. You know what? The biggest thing about what you just said is that young man's going to have a great chance to be successful off the field. Right. And, you know, that's that's why we do it. You know, yeah, we want guys to be productive and things like that the four or five years that they're in school, but we ultimately want to be judged 15, 20 years down the road on how are they off the field? You know, how, how is their, their spiritual walk with Christ? You know, how are they treating women? How are they with their kids? Are they being accountable and they are, are they present? You know, so with you getting a great background like that from high school and also going to college and being developed, we know what that end product potentially looks like. Absolutely. You know, a big um, word that's going on around right now politically is toxic masculinity. And I do believe there is toxic masculinity. You look at, I, I, when I think of toxic masculinity, I think of the frat boy getting drunk all the time, and all they do is look at women as a means to, to uh, sex, really. I mean, they look at women with no respect whatsoever. But I believe in biblical masculinity, and that's where we raise young boys and we preach young boys, hey, you love your wife, you serve your wife, and you protect your wife. And I believe that is a, first of all, that's a huge challenge to love my wife every single day. And love, I don't mean in a worldly type of love, sacrificial love, to serve her and engage her with no, no expectations in return, which is how Christ loved us. And then to affirm her and to protect her, because I, I do believe in that form of masculinity. I do believe that we've got to raise boys up. And when I say protect, quit looking at women as objects and love them and serve them. And, and, and of course you have, and you're in the college world, which is women are even more objectified. What do you guys do as a staff? Because you said, I mean, obviously you talk to respect women, but how can I respect women if I don't have a baseline of Christ or serve 
uh, why should I respect women? How do y'all preach that to your players? You know, we do. We try to do a great job as far as with character development with our kids, so that they understand, obviously, you know, the importance of it, especially moving forward as a collegiate football player, player going into being an adult. But you hit it on the head, and I keep saying you hit it on the head. You know, it's humbling because when, as a young adult, when you realize that a wife or a good woman or a good woman is a present from the Lord with your spiritual favor serving the Lord, obviously you're going to take the best care of that gift that's given to you. That's right. And and that's what God's mandate is to, mm-hmm. is to men. And, uh, you know, the one, <laughs> the one I struggle with, probably the hardest challenge in the Bible for me is to love my wife the way that Christ loved the church. Well, how did Christ love the church? Christ loved the ch- church. He died for the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking this morning in my devotional time, I was sitting there thinking, man does not respect what Jesus did because man does not understand eternal life and man does not understand hell. Jesus did, so Jesus, he turned in his kingship in, in heaven and he comes down to earth not looking to be served, but to serve. But that's, that's awesome and rewarding, and I, and I praise Jesus for that. But then as a husband, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is how God is holding me accountable sure. to love my wife, not to be served, but to serve. And, and that's a challenge for me every single day. And, in fact, you know, I don't even know how we got on the topic of serving uh, because I don't have people out there. I don't have uh, questions written out, but... That's kind of one of our emphasis on our football team this year is to serve. And on Friday, I said, y'all go home and serve. Now, don't serve and then ask somebody for something. Because my little boy's six, and he cleaned his room. He's like, Daddy, I cleaned my room. Can I have $5? That's not serving. You know, um, serving is when you expect nothing in return. Um, so, for Coach, and I know you got to go, um, for the – young coach out there or or anybody you know what give them some advice 23 24 25 years old or they might be a coach that wants to coach in college what's some advice that you can give them that maybe you wish you'd have had when you were younger you know some advice that i would give them is the moment that you stop your resources do too and that's that's full circle that's the moment that you potentially walk through a door and you let it close the moment that you walk through a door and you can you stop growing your resources do too and with the base of that it has to be of the lord because sitting you know small story we're sitting in a staff bible study when as a young coach and i remember a coach is asking me or we're, we're talking and they're saying it's hard to be a coach when our livelihood is based on wins and losses and I remember sitting back on the other side of the table thinking, that is, that's false. And, and the reason why I say that's false, when you're a Christian, you know that you're on assignment so that where you're at is perfect. So as long as you can be exactly where your feet are planted, trust it, trust the Lord's will. And when we say trust the Lord's will, not say you trust the Lord's will, but in hard times and great times, you know, trust the Lord's will and really ask for yourself to speak less and him to speak more, I think that that would give you a great springboard. Absolutely. And I like your story, Coach, for the for the uh, 
for the coach out there. Everybody wants to be the DB coach at East Carolina right now. But you, you, I mean, you played in the NFL and you still started at the bottom. You had to go D three, then you had to go D two, and then, and then, uh, then maybe you got your D one spot, and and you bounced around maybe a little bit more than that. But like everybody sees Coach Lynch and he's the DB coach at East Carolina and everything's great. They don't see the grind and the the faithfulness in the process, the Division three, the Division two, and then boom, you know, and and so. I think I think as coaches we always get too fast to chase, too fast to move, um, and too fast to, to jump to what we perceive as greener pastures. And maybe God had you at that D three school where you weren't making any money, and just so He could transform and and reform you. Absolutely. You know, it says that the one who takes his hand off the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So as far as when you, when you're plowing those roads, you know, just keeping that in mind. Just keeping your hands on the plow, looking forward, trusting that obviously that that next row is going to be exactly what it is. And what does it say? At a proper time, you'll reach a proper harvest. That's right. That's right. Well, Coach, I appreciate uh, you talking with us this morning. It was really good, very rewarding. Um, hope everybody out there enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to pray for us and we'll be done. Sorry. Lord, we come before you today. Just want to praise and thank you uh, for loving us. First and foremost, Lord, we praise and thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. Lord, I praise and thank you for Coach Lynch um, and, and what he's doing there at East Carolina. I praise and thank you for, for what you're doing in his life, first and foremost, as a husband and as a father. And Lord, I know that as he excels as a husband and a father, his, his players are going to take notice to that. And Lord, and I know as they take notice to that, they're going to be quicker to listen to him and trust in him. I praise and thank you for um, Coach Houston, uh, Lord, and, and, and how he makes Christ preeminent in his program and for his coaching staff. Uh, I praise and thank you for Coach Dungy, Lord. Coach talked about how Coach Dungy had an extreme uh, impact and influence on his life. And uh, Lord, I pray for any coach out there who's listening to this, any leader who's listening to this, Lord, they, they would realize that you've put them in that position to influence. And they might be, you might be influencing the next Coach Lynch, but you must be faithful and you must be diligent. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> Good.
Oh. 